it is. Aries and Andy, you and the jerk. You know it's time to get this work. The real raw, gutter, uncut cocaine. No political corrections. Always sleep. Fuck being awoke. We discuss politics and jokes. We lick. There's levels to this shit. Before you were sucking on your mama's tits. Airy Spears don't give a fuck. We talk about race a lot. Racism. Sexism. Much love to my loyal bitch bag holders. Rollers, clip loaders. We got them in the folders. The whole world on our shoulders. Spears and Steinberg. Yeah! Run up and get touched up. Suicide. <laughs> and all of y'all know my style. Hey yo! Welcome. Hey yo! It's a Rocky Red Boy, you know? It's Sly, Tulsa King. Hey yo, Chicky! I couldn't say, uh, yo, yo, Adrian, because there's no Adrian in this. Oh, uh, you know, in my yo system. They should have made his daughter Adrian. His daughter Adrian? Oh, named her Adrian. Yeah, just to make it easy for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fucking uh, Tulsa King. Uh, I, I, you know, I t- people kept hitting me up. Yo, you got to see Tulsa King. Got to see Tulsa King. Of course, you know me. I don't, I don't, I don't eat one chip. I binge. So Andy told me the, whole, the, the all nine seasons was out. We're here in St. Louis. I watched them all. Um, and I'm pumped because this is, you know, as far as man food movies, there's a lot on the menu. Today's January 15th. The premiere of the third season of Godfather in Harlem starts today. Uh, season five, I think the final season of uh, it's my boy calling me. Uh, the final season of fucking uh, uh, Snowfall is about to drop. I don't know how badly Jeremy Renner's injury is uh, postponing his mayor of Kingstown, but that is coming season two. This is a good time. This is man food season. I give I give Tulsa King five yo's out of yo's, yo. You liked it that much? Yes. I, I, you know, okay, before we get into it. Right. There was a lot of story. And like I said, it started off, I, I told you before, you know, because we, as you, like you said, you, right. you know, we open up the whole bag, you're not right. going to do it. And I said, yeah, it's going to start off a little slow, but you'll get into it. Right. It did start off a little slow, but then the stories that they have, I thought could have been more... Like this, and and probably just because of the uh, um, the subject matter, mm-hmm. I thought it could have been a little bit more detailed, like right. on, on some of the things that they could have gone a little deeper. I would like right. to see maybe twelve episodes on right. this instead of just the nine uh, when they did get into it, because when things do happen to me, and I told you this, it almost felt like a a, a regular television series where they have the the problem, then they have the idea of solving the problem, and then the problem right. ends at the end of the hour. Right. And I thought they could have done more, a little bit more Sons of Anarchy in certain parts, a little bit more. That That's my only criticism of it. Right. Other, other than that, right. I, I liked everything that they were setting up. I disagree with you in this sense, and I had this in my notes, because I, I kept in mind that you said, yo, it starts out kind of slow. And I'm thinking, okay, look, obviously he, he, he's, he's from a mafia family out of New York. And again, you, New York, we know, fast paced, energetic, in your face. You know, it, it, you got you to be quick on your toes. So when you think the mixture of mafia, New York, you expect fast pace. So I'm going, damn, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, okay, obviously this is the fish out of water. 
but it's in Tulsa where, you know, uh, things move as fast as molasses. Uh, so I'm okay. I could see where it would be a little slow. And by episode two, uh, what did I put in my note? Yeah. The whole fish auto, I can tell the fish out of water thing lends itself to comedy. Yeah, obviously. But, and there was some moments where I went in the first episode and some in the second episode where I went, it's funny. Yeah, there's, there's some humor in this, but I'm going to need this motherfucker to pick up now because, because you know, this can't stay at this pace. It started picking up to me in episode three. Yeah. Three is about when it starts right. picking up. Now it doesn't get man foodish. No, no. But in three, you start getting the sense of, oh, we're going someplace. Yes. And, and, and I'm, and that's, and I'm saying that to say, even in the first two episodes, it wasn't like I was yawning. You know what I'm saying? No, I was I was in it. There was good story. Yeah. So I was in it, but between the anticipation of Andy said it was good, this is sly, this is tough guy shit. I I, I believe this is a safe bet. Um and my my rule, I know some people might think it's silly. It starts off with a voiceover. I told you any movie that has a voiceover is is fire. Any movie that takes place in the snow is garbage. So you like Big Lebowski? You know, <laughs> you know, I, that's that weird, quirky movie. I know it has a voiceover, but it's Sam Elliott who's doing the voiceover. Yeah, too. but you know, comedies are different. <laughs> okay, comedies are different. Uh, okay. Um, so it started off with the with the with the voiceover. Uh, and as I'm watching this, and of course, before he takes off to Tulsa, he's in New York to establish that he's got to go to Tulsa. And when he goes to the crib, uh, the guy that's supposed to be like his brother, who's dying, yeah. the old man. Yeah, the, the boss. The boss. And, you know, all the fucking capos and the guys are there. And I just went, it's amazing to me that blacks and Italians don't get along. We got so much of the same fucking, that you could smell the leather on us. The leather, the, the jewelry, the swagger, the attitude, you know, not like we beat our women, but we, 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 we control the house. We control the situation. And I just went, I, lo- I, I love Italians. And I think that's why blacks gravitate towards Italians so much. We, we the same motherfucker. I don't understand why they don't like us. Again, my whiteness comes out. I don't think it's all Italians. I think there's subsets of the people. The hardcore Italians. That old Italian, old school, like when they used to run the, their neighborhood. In Italy. Right. Yeah. In, uh, in uh, Little Italy. Yeah, I see that. By the way, just before the people, I wanted to know, I, I am somebody who does like the Big Lebowski because I, I don't want anybody to think I was talking shit about. Well, between, what, what was that, between the Big Lebowski and your movie, Get Shorty, yeah. Woody Allen, you like quirky shit. Yeah, I like quirky shit. I just wanted to say that because I didn't want to, because I knew how your feelings were going to be about Big Lebowski. I didn't want people to think that I had the same feelings. And I, I never really truly paid attention to Big Lebowski because the quirkiness always stopped me from wanting to go into the store. I, I, I window shop Lebowski. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I never really stepped foot. Okay, inside. I don't want to get it off track. No, no, I, I just, know, wanted, I know, I just I wanted to say that though. Um, dude, I'm surprised. And you know, for all the movies that Sly has made, and I can't remember this one movie, I, Oh God, I wish I could remember it. But this is the first time where like he's he's playing a gangster. I went, he should have been doing this. Well, he should have been th- this mafioso Italian tough guy, and he's Italian. 
He, why did he wait till he was 70 to do this? Did you ever see The Lords of Flatbush where he plays like a street gangster? Nah, but that's... That's, that's a different. Yeah, that's I know it was though. way different, but yeah, I see what you're saying, but... I'm, Suited up. Yeah. Running shit. Yeah. He was so believable. There's this movie. What the fuck is this? I'm going to say it's called Get Carter, but I don't think that's it. Get Carter. That was... Uh, can you look that up? Get yeah. Carter. I thought I thought the one that was with Carter was uh, Samuel L. Jackson, where he played. There the was there was coach. one movie where he played kind of like a a similar role. He was in a suit. I remember the movie poster. He was suited up, and he was on some bad guy tough shit. But I'm, I don't know why I'm saying Get, Get Carter. Carter. It's, I think it's something Carter. That's it. No, oh, you're right. I'm telling you, I know my shit, yo. It is Get Carter. What's the one was? Uh, well, there's another one. What's the movie description say? Uh, no, go back down. Uh, that Las Vegas mob enforcer tries to his hometown to investigate his brother's mysterious, mysterious death. A Las Vegas mo- mobster. Yeah. Yes. But what I really did like about this movie is that that's when they reveal he's seventy. I like how they revealed that he was seventy. Yeah. Listen, Sly has no problem, and I, I, I think that, that felt like that might have been his idea. He yeah. has no problem keeping it real in that way. The same way he did with Rocky Balboa and said, no, I'm not going to play this dude who comes out and traditionally does the Rocky thing. I'm playing an old man. I'm playing George Foreman. So I love that. He, I love that he did that. And I like how, it, uh, how he did it, though. Didn't you? Because right. the scene is with the, the girl. Yes. Love it. And I, I, I love that. And she's, and she's freaked out about it. Right. Uh, but he looked, you know, he looks good. He's in shape. He's spry for 75, dude. So nice. God damn. Nice. Not, and it, yeah. I mean. I looked in the mirror today on the way to come down here mm-hmm. and I saw my chest and my stomach and I go, God, I look almost as good as Sylvester Sloan, but he's 75. You look, <laughs> you look 75 when you were eight. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I, I just, you know, for, for Sly to have always, and I know, you know, these guys that play tough guys in movies, they always do, the, 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 they always got to throw in at some point a comedy to show you how silly and wacky they could be so they could, don't just get stuck with the image of shooting guns and blowing shit up. Uh, and of course, most of those dudes, when they go in, into comedies, they're, they're horrible. Uh, again, uh, let me reference Oscar, Sylvester Stallone, and uh, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Yeah. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Kindergarten, kindergarten Cop. Uh, Twins was funny, dude. Yeah. But I think Danny, Danny DeVito, DeVito had carried a lot that. To do yeah, with he that. carried that. Um, and, you know, uh, Fucking uh, Vin Diesel, you know. Uh, I forget what the what the, the something about him babysitting. Yeah. So, but the action thing is who Sly Schwarzenegger and those guys have always been. But I'm just going again for all the action shit. He never, but other than Get Carter, that was the only other time he touched that genre, like like mafia shit. Yeah. And I'm just going as a tough guy, and you're Italian. What took you so long? And he's he's great at it. I fucking love him as this. Absolutely. It, well, it goes, it's, it's, it's how far off from the Rocky character. Right. It? It's not that far off. It's a smart, this character? it's a smarter guy, but it's an Italian with the, the, the voice, the, the mannerisms. He's very Italian, I but he's a smart guy. Right. He's smart. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say he's far off from Rocky. And he's, and, and he worked for the mob guys in Rocky because right. he was, he was there. He, he, he was the collector. Yeah. But Rocky, Rocky's even Rocky has a dumb innocence. You yeah. know, they're like it's it's like we joked about it. He's not trying to be stupid on purpose, but he's a little stupid. You know what I mean? And it's funny, but it's a sweet innocence about Rocky. 
This dude is a no-nonsense. Yeah. yeah, it's a completely different character. Yeah. I'm just saying that's as close as that he really got to it is is the Rocky guy. The the the, the No, the closest guy. he got to it was well, Get, yeah, Carter. Yeah, Get Carter. Yeah, I never even think of that movie though, dude. I don't it even wasn't remember a big it. Hit. It wasn't a big hit. Matter of fact, it was one of those where before things started going straight to DVD, uh, it came and went so fast out of the theater. It just wasn't a big hit. But I, I remember that because of the the poster. Um I love when he said to the to the to the to the black dude Tyson, his driver. Uh, I should because he kept talking like how niggas talk. And Sly said, "I should slap. I, I'm gonna slap some grammar in your mouth." <laughs> I said, "Man, I'm stealing that." <laughs> that was a great fucking line. Um, but he says it with that same slow thing that he says. Hey, grammar yeah, at you, man. Yeah. He's, so, he's never going to get... Yeah, that, that, so it sounds funny even coming from him right. that he says that. That for him is Keanu's yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> did, uh, did you, what did you... The, the, I got to pull... I had it up and then I went to get shorty. That dude's name, I want to be able that to... That plays Tyson? Yeah. You can keep going. I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up. Um, money, man, man. Well, you know, fucking... I love how just money makes shit move. Because, uh, again, the whole fish-out-of-water concept, the fact that Sly is in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and there's absolutely nothing out there, and that he forms his own niche for himself. And no matter what people are saying is impossible, once he goes to the weed store and gets dudes money, just, you know, throws a, a, a stack of money somewhere, and shit just happens. What did you think about him going into the weed store just and, and takes over? And is, do you think it happens that fast? Or do you think that that was Hollywood to make it? It, it feels uh, a little Hollywood, but nothing makes a point like violence. So, you know, he, he wouldn't put his dick on the table, you know, with the, even with the security guard. When the security guard told him to leave, he was trying to threaten him. What was that, with a taser or a pepper spray? And there was, uh, I don't remember what it was. Whatever it was. And then Sly basically, you know, put him on his ass real quick and everybody yeah. else got intimidated. Because, of course, in Tulsa, they ain't never seen nothing like that. Yeah, I like when he just hits him with the bottle. The, right. The, but that is uh, uh, the person, the weed guy is Martin Starr, who plays, uh, um, what is it, Bo- Bodie? How did Bodie? Tyson. No, Tyson He's is the- about his driver. No, I'm talking about, we were talking about the weed guy. So the weed guy is- With the glasses. Yeah, that's oh. a Martin Starr. Jay Will is uh, Tyson. And and Andrea Savage is uh, Stacey Beal. Right. So I just want to give you at least the the, the people in the front. Right. There. Um. I thought the cast was excellent. I think yeah, they all did that, a good that, job. That one dude who plays Chicky. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't give you his name. Uh, that's uh, Max Casilla. Yeah, he was originally, uh, first time I saw him was The Wire. He was the part of the, the tandem cop team, him and the black dude that looked like uh, Big Tigger from Rap City in the basement. Um, he was the mob boss, but that's the first time I'd seen him. And, and everything I had ever seen him in, he was always bald. So it was weird at first seeing him with that hair, which we later find out was a wig. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, they said it in there too, but. I, they, I didn't catch it. Uh, that's Dom and Dominic. Uh, that's the the new boss, Dominic uh, Lombard. I, I'm never going to Is that his name. real name? Dom, his real name is Dominic Lombard. Just say Dominic. Do, the okay. Yeah. He, but he's like a super nice guy. I met him. Uh, oh, really? I've met him in New York. Uh, he, he does hang out with comedy. Well, he'll go to comedy things. Um, knows a lot of comics. Right. Really good dude. 
really great actor. He's also in The Irishman. He's been in like every movie. He's right. he's in a ton of movies. Yeah. Uh, but his character in Irishman, you wouldn't even know it was him. He plays one of the old guys. Yeah, I didn't notice a lot about The Irishman because I was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking movie. Um, you know, again, Sly addressing was honest. That that moment when he leaves uh, from the, the the Indians' crib when they brokered a deal and and they're in the car and him and the the, the weed guy are in the car with uh, the driver and they're all smoking weed and Sly starts talking about his generation versus this new generation and how he's just been in prison for what it was like 20 years or something? 25 years. 25 years and he's just completely fucking lost. Yeah, well, imagine being 25 years. You would not know how to work anything. But you know what's crazy though? And, and I've, I've seen on some of these TV shows where they do things about prison. I mean, them motherfuckers got some, got almost all the state of the art shit yeah. in some of these prisons. These motherfuckers got flat screen TVs and- Well, they're using and they have computer access to computers right. for, 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 compute, for classes. Right. But, but if you're an older guy and you're like, so he would have been 50 when he went in. Right. You don't fuck with stuff like that. I mean, when you're fit, like, yeah, you yeah, look yeah, how yeah. hard of a time, even us at our age, you know, right. when this new shit comes out, we have to fuck with different stuff. You don't fuck with it. I'm sure he would have been, you know, and he he removed his family from him. Right. So he would have just been like that. He would have read books. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he would have went to the library and got a book. Well, it feels like most old, most old school people aren't even trying to uh, adapt. Right. You know, they're stuck in their ways. Well, at that, and, and he would have been in a place where it wasn't advantageous. What's he going to get out of it for, you know, knowing how to use the, the latest uh, uh, equipment? Right. So, uh, great character, though, just to develop that guy. And I thought he did reasonable well, reasonably well at developing a guy. I mean, he, he, he catches up quickly. Mm-hmm. But that's also part about being uh, a smart mobster. I mean, you got to catch up quickly. You got to know where, where, where to figure it out. But I like how that star guy, the guy who owns uh, the, the weed shop, you find out later he's he's a crook. Yeah, he's a gangster too. But just right. an, but but a Tulsa gangster, right? Computer hacker, <laughs> thief. Yeah, um, yeah. That, that goddamn. Like what he said when they showed his shit. What he had like seven million. Yeah. What he, oh, no, he was hacking the other guys. Guys, he had three million dollars, right. something like that. That guy had seven million. But I just like how he is. I like when he. Uh, it's going to jump ahead too far, but I love when he's like he goes, he damn, he has seven million dollars. He goes had seven million dollars, and he pushed yeah. that button, and that money's gone. Mm. He's uh, that character was good because those guys do exist in all cities. There's these guys that are just know how to work computers and know yeah. how to be that guy, and uh, he takes advantage of his situation. Um, actually, the guy who played. Tyson's father, Michael Beach. Yeah. Uh, it's weird, man. Like, like again, this Hollywood shit, like Michael Beach at one point in time uh, was in a lot. He was one of those working actors that you would see quite often. In fact, some of y'all might remember him from, he was the cheating husband in Soul Food. He was the cheating husband who got the white woman uh, and Angela Bassett burned his shit and waiting to exhale. And he was the football coach and lean on me. Uh, Mr. Donnell, stand up, Mr. Donnell. Do you know why you're being demoted? Because I'm sick and tired of our football team getting kicked all over the field. Thank you. Sit down. Um, you will show me the respect that I deserve or I will kick your black ass. And he flipped the desk over. Michael Beach was a hell of an, is a hell of an actor. And for some reason, he just slowed down. So it was good to see him in this because he's so solid as a character actor. And and again, it's just it was such a mystery because he just slowed down out of nowhere. 
Don't mean to cut you off, man, but we have to take a break. It's nothing personal. It's just business. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, again, that's Patrice, though. When when Hollywood lets you know, they don't let you know when you're done. Yeah, yeah. And then they let you circle the drain for a long time. You can and you can pop back up. Yeah. See, at least like when when we discussed it, when I said you know I, Isaiah Washington, when we were talking about clockers. You know, he did something to put himself where he was. Uh, as far as I know, Michael Beach never did anything. So nope. I'm just wondering why a solid guy like that would slow down. I don't know. Mm. The, 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 that's the thing. How do any of these guys? I don't know. It, it's funny. If you go back and watch some of these 80s movies, you see these guys that were in like three movies. and They were all hit. And then they that was it. But it feels like some of those guys fit that time period and time yeah. moves past them and they still feel like they're a part of that time. So it's, that's, that's what I'm saying, man. This shit is fucking weird. It's, it's weird and scary because, you know, you just don't know. Well, but that same thing, um, 80, well, who was McDreamy in uh, uh, the, the guy they call McDreamy, the, um, who are you just discussing right now that disappeared because he, Isaiah, Isaiah Washington. Washington. And what was that what show that he was in? Uh, uh the, the, the oh god, the hospital show. Uh, whatever. But then there's that lead character, the the dude who was the good looking guy that was also in those '80s movies for a minute. Oh, Patrick Stewart. Okay, not Patrick Stewart. Yeah, Patrick, uh, Dempsey. Dempsey. So he comes back. I said Patrick Stewart. Stewart. But he's in the '80s. He comes right. back for that that period. He's the right. he's there. He gets a few other things. Now where is he? Yeah, yeah but look, if you're gonna go out. You might as well go out with that. That, that, that show, that was a huge, what the fuck is the name of that show? The hospital show took place in Seattle, I think. And, I, the, and, and the creator of it was black woman. Oh, uh, damn, I just closed that. As a matter of fact, what's that chick's name? Catherine Heigl? Yeah. She was, she was one of the stars. Patrick Dempsey. She was one of the stars yeah, and of she that had show. a fall from Grace, too. Because, yeah, because she talked Grey's records. Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. There it is. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, Michael Beach is good, man. And, and did you feel like it was a little hokey when he, uh, joined his son for the fight? No, I, I kind of didn't. I mean, only because he warned his son, he saw his son did it. His son's doing what he does and, but he's not going to let his son get hurt. And I almost think my, my stepdad was like that. Like I could see my stepdad. I did some fucked up shit when I was young, when, right. when right after I, uh, moved out. And I was doing some things. I think my dad, if I could have called him up and said, dad, you know, or, you know, if he would have found out about it, I think he would have been there for me. I, I think that that that's, that's that fatherly, but kind of a tougher went through some shit kind of person. Right. Well, I think, listen, if, if he would have, if the father would have been like, yo, this is the road you're going to go down. So I'm going to go down it with you too. And, 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 and I'm going to stay down this road with you. That would have been like, all right, this is some Hollywood shit. But he, 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 it was almost like a one-time deal. Like yeah, you said, yeah. I'm not going to let you get hurt. But he stayed on him in terms of, I can't tell you what to do. You're a man. If this is the decision you want to make, whatever these consequences and repercussions come with, 
they're yours. Yeah. It's your decision to make, which means you're going to deal with the, the fallout. So he was protecting his son, but he was still standing firm with, right. hey, man, you, you don't need to be doing this. Well, that's why at the end he says, this is a one-time deal because I want you to understand, I don't want you to get hurt, but I can't have you put me in this position again. I did this because right. I didn't think you were aware of what position you're putting in. Now you know, and if right. you continue to go down this road, I can't be there for you anymore. And I think that's where, I think that's exactly how I feel my dad would have handled it. Yeah. My stepdad. You know, you talk about good problems to have. I don't live in sly shoes, rich shoes, successful shoes. Um, but again, I would imagine that if you are known as this thing, this action star, uh, and you, no one ever wants to be typecast, but what a way to be typecast when you have a 30-plus year career. Now, granted, you want to challenge yourself. You want to do different things. And you don't want to just be known as the blow shit up guy. But I'm also going, you know, he 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 he, he was he had opportunities to show, hey, I can be something else. Again, comedically, nah. But dramatically, away from the Rockies and the Rambos, he did Copland. Uh, and some people were kind of not really ready, still didn't want to give him his acting chops for that. They just said all he did was gain weight. But I'm telling you, between that moment and, and, and Rocky Balboa, one of my favorite moments with Paulie, and he goes, she, you, you, you mad because she left? She didn't leave, she died. And this was supposed to be his heart. That moment and in this moment, when he was talking to his dead brother on the FaceTime, well, he didn't die yet, but his dying brother on the FaceTime, and he's sitting on the toilet and he's talking to him. And his sister is like, he squeezed my hand. He can't talk, but he can hear you. Yo, Sly can act, yo. Now, this motherfucker can act. He is a very talented person. He just happens to have such a distinct look that fits into an idea that it would be hard. It's hard for anybody to break away from that. You can't help but see that. You can't help from seeing him that way. But you're talking about a guy who gets Beverly Hills Cop and goes, no, I see this. I see this a different way. And then writes Cobra. It makes another movie. I mean, he's a very talented man. He was a writer. He's writer, a director. Right. He's uh, he's an actor. I mean, there's no issues with his talent. I think he's, I, I think he, his look just forces him in to a, but you a think, certain you role. Think, you think it's more the look? The or, look, the or, voice. Or, 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 I was going to say the look or the, uh, 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 or a combination of both. It's a combination of both. And I think that's where he, he fits so I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, you could put a lot of actors in different things because their face, their mannerisms, their size, their size, their proportions right. move them into different projects, but his projects, he fits like a glove in the, in, in that character. That's amazing to me. Like, like when it fits, it fits. But, but what's so fascinating to me is like, when you look at it, like anybody would go, is Sylvester Stallone a De Niro? No. Is he a Pacino? No. A Denzel? No. Is he a Leonardo? No. In terms of acting ability, he's just not them. But they're not him either. Can right. De Niro do Rambo? No. No. Can Pacino ever do a Rocky? No. Could could Denzel ever blow shit up and do a Cobra? No. And, and you know. That to me is fascinating that, it, that as good as those thespians, iconic actors are, respectfully, they can't do what Sly does. 
But I think, but he can't do what they do. No, but I think that's part of what made him great. Is that you know he he is a distinct look. He is a distinct character. So if I'm gonna if I'm gonna get a lane, he's one of the first people to write to, to write it and make his lane. He developed his lane. But the fact that you can ride that lane for decades got to be that good. And that's what. I, and that's why you got to tip your hat to him because yeah. as far as especially in the '80s, lane action star. That's his lane. That was Schwarzenegger's lane. Well, look, and, and they they wrote it to death. But who's the other? Who's the only one that equals him in that in that genre? Other, you mean Sly? Yeah, Schwarzenegger. Yeah, and but the difference is, and there is a big difference. What's the difference? <laughs> one can act. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, that's like that's like people, and, and I'm and I'm I was reading this more and more online, and I don't know if this is just envy or. There's something to it. But, I, you know, it, it, it felt like, like the saying goes, when you're on a pedestal, people can't wait to knock you off. Exactly. And The Rock has been on, The Rock is the number one paid actor in Hollywood. He's the highest paid. And I, I think I told you the Jeremy Piven, I saw him, Jeremy Piven, when yeah, he was being yeah, funny. Yeah. But Jeremy Piven was doing stand-up and he goes, The Rock, you guys know who the number one highest paid actor is? Somebody yelled out The Rock. He goes, that's right. He's never taken an acting class. I have. Do I sound bitter? <laughs> so it's like once Black Adam and it didn't do what everybody thought it was going to do. So many people online were not only just shitting on the movie, but shitting on him going, you know, he, he, he's the rock in every movie. He's the rock. Now, I don't necessarily know what that means and sounds like because uh, I don't really watch a lot of movies with the rock, but they're basically saying he can't act. He's just the rock. And I'm going even more reason to tip your hat to Sly because I don't know if The Rock is going to pull off 20, 30 years of straight doing what he does. But Sly pulled it off. But again, like you said, talented guy, writer, director, can act when given the right material. Certainly do the action thing. I'm going outside of The Rock doing The Rock. Can he act? Have we? I haven't seen anything dramatically that made me go get shorty two, get shorty two, or get shorty two. Get no, get shorty two. It's there's just, a there's a sequel. Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Uh, and it's uh, it's it's still very. He still has a lot of the rocket, but he, he plays a different character, completely different than anything else he's done. Um, it wasn't a very well received movie, so that could be part of why right. he sticks where it is. I don't know, man. I think he has obviously he has talent. He's a talented man. So the Rock. The Rock is talented. I think, I think he's a great personality. And in that comes talent. You know, to be a wrestler, you are an actor. I mean, you have to be you you have to be physically fit, but there is a showmanship to it. Okay, there's a showmanship, and and you know, for all the intros and you know, where I piss off the wrestling fans. But let's not fool ourselves. Ninety percent of what you see is wrestling. Ninety percent of what they do is in the ring. Now the shit before the ring. To hype it up, the shit after the ring, the dramatics that come with that, okay. But but I, I wouldn't even call that acting. Yeah, that's but just part of the, the the bravado that you have to do to to be the the appetizer to the main meal, which takes place in the ring. But everything that you do to become the number one is about the performance outside the ring. It's a, you got to be able to wrestle. You're not there, right. and you can't wrestle. But the performance is what makes you the star. Before you get to the ring, and all that rock shit that he did in the beginning. That's that's what made him. Right. 
But but even with The Rock, I'm just going. When I look at what he when I when I look at the movies that I have I have seen him in, yeah, he's he's a big physical cut up. He's an action star physically. Yeah. So you know the the, the, the meat is the the kaboom and the action. You know what I mean? I, I don't go to a rock movie expecting acting. Well, and and I think you know whether you want to believe this or not, you just you. I mean, I'm sure there's some big guys out there that are built and or look like they, right. like he does that have done other things. But I mean, really, you kind of are visually typecast into already some type of role because you what you, I mean, there's I'm sure there's some doctors that look like bodybuilders. Right. But are there really? Do you, is that what you're going to run into on the average day? Right. So that I, I, well, unless we're either female or gay, I'm sure there's some calendar of the world's sexiest doctors with abs and shit. But I, I wouldn't know nothing about that. No, it's just, it, it's, but it's not typical. It's not typical. So right. when you're casting for a film, I'm assuming you're looking for things that people can identify in those parts. And the rock has a real distinct look. Sylvester Stallone has a distinct look. Arnold Schwarzenegger's look was so distinct that he didn't even, he didn't even speak in his, in Conan, the first movie he did there were yet. There's no <laughs> right. words, right? There's grunts. <laughs> so, <laughs> So it it fits what you're looking for. This is where I, I, I you have to give it up uh, for uh, um, Sylvester oh. Stallone because he really does. I mean that Rocky character. Yeah, he could have been that one note guy for the whole for the whole series. Well, he wouldn't have went decades. I can tell you, he that. wouldn't have. And right. there's a lot of depth of character in those Rocky films, whether people right. want to see it or not. Great. Yeah. 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 You know, to me, it feels like. Sylvester Stallone for 75 years old, he's making interesting choices because my question is, how come we don't see Schwarzenegger who's around the same age in things like Sly? How come Schwarzenegger's not doing a, 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 a Tulsa King type show? You know, it seems like Schwarzenegger is done, done. And I can't help but attribute that to because yes, Sly can lean on the fact he can act. And he's a writer. Schwarzenegger is not a writer. Schwarzenegger is not a real actor. So once his look and muscles began to turn into his age, how much how much can he really do? Well, I think when you go with his look, there was only so much space for Schwarzenegger in this That's industry. That's the way space. Yeah, because it would you, again, you're not going to make him a doctor. He's not saving people with brain surgery. It's not even if without even if there's a guy that looks exactly like you him. You know, you have a, a tumor. We need to perform <laughs> a lachydomectomy and move around and get in there with an incision. Right, but he didn't. He didn't make me mad because the movie. You know. Um, Oh, what's the the Mars one? What they did with uh, Sharon Stone that they remade later. Total Recall, dude. I enjoyed that movie. Listen, for what his time was, Schwarzenegger was great. Fresh popcorn. His popcorn's very stale now. Yeah, but we're not, and not, uh, not. And I, I, there's some people who will disagree with this. Not everything is supposed to be an Academy Award winning movie. No, some movies are just strictly to entertain, and that's what I think. You know that type of character did, uh, which is a Schwarzenegger. Now, now here's the here's the challenge when you talk about The Rock. Is he gonna go in the way of the Schwarzenegger? And I think he's already proved that he can get that he's past that. But right. now, can he go all the way over to what uh, a Sylvester Stallone is? Can he write his own? Thing? Can, can, I can, think can, he has to. Otherwise, there's gonna be a, uh, an expiration date. Uh, like even Bruce Willis. Now, 
up until recently, I, I, you know, in the last five or six years, I saw a lot of movies when I would go searching for movies on iTunes with Bruce Willis in it that just seemed like, you know. They were for checks. For checks. And, and his time ain't no more on the big screen. But uh, but that's recently. But no, but he admitted that. He did those movies. He would normally would have passed on those movies. Oh, those really? movies were, were just because he has a second family. He knew that his career was the window of time that he was able to act was shrinking. Right. And he wanted to make sure that he left that his this other family that he has um, that they were taken care of. And so okay. that's why he took these movies. He knew these were going to go straight to video. Uh, he knew these movies weren't exceptional, but it was he took it for the check. Well, up until they started becoming unexceptional, uh, my, my point was Bruce Willis was is a real actor. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? So, yeah. And he wasn't even really one of the things I loved about when I watched that Netflix series, the movies that made us, when they talked about Die Hard, the studio was against him because he didn't have that look in the 80s. He didn't have the Schwarzenegger Sylvester Stallone built. He looked like the average Joe that every man could relate to, which was part of why his movies were successful in that genre. But for him, it was just like, yeah, he's doing action. Yeah, the Die Hard series is great, but he could go lean on straight acting because that's how he's, that's who he was known as before that. So uh, again, man, I, I'm interested to, to see where Sly takes it. You know, well, now. now are they going to do another series? Are they going to do another uh, year? Um, they season? have to. This can't be one and done. I hope not. Not but, the way they left it. Well, not the way they left it. But you know, these guys also have other projects. I mean, we're not talking about you know Sylvester Stallone can come up with something else that he has to go do. So mm. I mean, this is uh, I, I hope. Well, let's get back to it because there, I want to get back to this over here though too because I, I don't want to waste all of our time on all these other guys because this one of the greatest things about this series. Is I you don't find out about why the situation's occurring. Uh, you just think that Sylvester Sloan doesn't like him because he got out of jail and there's not enough respect from uh, the dude's son, which right. is Dom Dominic's uh, character. Uh, and then in episode nine, when you find out, well, no, no, no. Let's. This is the one. This is where this for me. Okay, keep going. You, is you where know. the Swanson TV dinner was ready to be served. Okay, this I know. Is, I know where it is for you. This I know is exactly the where fucking it. moment. He's trying to make so y'all know he's trying to make amends with his daughter who he hasn't seen in what eighteen years. He yeah, because he had to push him away because yeah. it was killing. He, he he's yeah he's he said that she would come visit him in jail, but it was painful for him. So he told her and the moms stop coming. Yeah, because it's, she he he told him that it was too hard for them to come there, but right. it was really he admitted in it that it was it was too hard for him. Yes. So there's a moment where he and she's you know as expected. Uh, she's being a little cunty. Uh, when his brother dies, he sees her at the wake and all of that, and they're trying to eat, and she's just being rude and cold and standoffish. And rightly so, she's mad at him and throwing it in his face, throwing it in his face because uh, he took him. He, he put it. He, he brought them to a nice place for, yes. for dinner, and he you know for the for the wake, and she's giving him the business about everything. Yes. So she eventually leaves the dinner because she just can't stand the sight of him, and she's married now, and she's married. And has two kids. So at one point, and she has her own business, a floral business so in New York. So Sly goes to, uh, oh, no, he sees her. I've, where does he go? For, does he go to New York for the wake? Is it the brother? Yeah, it's in, it's in New York. New York and okay. then he goes to her business. when he. That's right. He goes to her business. And she's breaking down why she's so angry with him. And she said, you know, at least Nico, 
who was one of the gangsters for the family, he would come check on us from time to time. And then she starts getting emotional and starts crying. And Sly is begging her to tell her, tell him what, what's the matter? What, what, what's with Nico? And she says, and then later I found out the hard way why they call him the package. And I'm going, what the fuck? And it's one of those, it was like the moment when the, the, the rape episode of Sopranos, when uh, Melfi doesn't tell Tony what happened. And that way they ended that beautiful fucking television, but made me mad because they didn't give me what I wanted. But when David Chase ends it, remember the scene, how, the, how that episode ends when Tony's sitting in the therapist's office and Melfi just starts breaking down, crying. And Tony goes, what? Talk to, what? Cut the black credits. You went, ah! It's similar to that moment. Sly is going, what? Tell me. She's going, no, dad, I don't want to tell you. You know, you're going to do something crazy. Tell me, he's going to tell me, tell me. She's like, no, I don't want you to, I don't want you to do nothing. And he, Sly starts tearing up a little bit. So she goes, yeah, I know why they call him the package. And then they just end it right there. And I'm just sitting going, what the fuck did Nico do? Cut to this motherfucker, Sly, goes into the, the, the little Italian mob hangout social place where they are. And Nico's in there. This motherfucker snatches Nico up, slams his head into the eye of the stove, and, and not the kind where the flame come out where the ring turns red. Burns the motherfucker's face, smashes him into a glass table, puts the cable around his neck, drags him to the floor, and then stomps on this motherfucker's head. And even though you don't see it explode, a la like the boys. You see the blood, though. You see the blood. And the whole time, Sai is going, my daughter, my fucking daughter, which is exactly what Tony Soprano did in that scene where he fucking kicked out Coco's teeth. A la American History X. My daughter, my fucking daughter. So it's the same thing. So that's when it clicked. I love when he's like, did you know? Did you know? Oh, to the old man. He was about to kill the old man. He was going to kill everyone in there. Yes. Dude. And it clicked. I said, wait a minute. I know why they call him the package. Package. You had to wait till the next to the next episode to get that, dude. I just it didn't click for me because uh, I was so hung up on what did this motherfucker do, dude? It but was, when I when I when he beat him up the way he did, I went. It had to be serious, and then I clicked with the the package. package. His dick. Oh, dude, uh, that scene. That scene. Um, that's when the man food package gets opened up. Right. Uh, the storyline for me is in episode nine when you find out why. But I'm skipping over something because I do you want to talk about the, the motorcycle gang? Well, before you get to that, let me go back a second. And so then what I really love, and this is again, this is the fucking food is in front of me, and I'm smelling it. <laughs> now I'm gonna taste it. He goes back after he kills Nico, and he goes back into the floral shop. And his daughter goes, is that Um, blood on your hand and on your shirt? What'd you do? And she says to him, I was handling it my way. And he goes, and I handled it mine. There's another line in there that I think is colder. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know if um, you'll say it. but I. And then he says, as he's breaking it down to her, because she's upset that he handled this like this. And I'm going, what fucking way was you going to handle it? Was you going to go to the police? 
eating your dad did what he was supposed to do. And he goes, as he's explaining to her, he goes, there's a line you cross that you don't come back from. Nico fucked up. You don't come back from that. He did what a father was supposed to do. But he also tells her, you wanted this to happen because that's why you told me. But do you, you think knew that's what I true? Would do. Yes. You think because she was fighting it. She was fighting, but she wanted. She that's what she said. That uh, that's what she, in that whole scene where she goes, and hey, that's when you find out why they call him the package. She threw that out there because she didn't want him to do it, but she wanted him to do it. Oh, it's one of those things. I want you to do this, but I don't want it to happen because I don't want me to be the one that made this happen. Right. And I, but I, 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 I more, more than anything, I want you to take care of it. But I know you can't. That's what that is. That's that. That's that. That woman shit. shit. That's exactly what it is. Well, the bitch say what you mean. But that's the thing. They want it done. They don't want it on them. <laughs> right, right, right. And right. any repercussions that could come from it. But you know, I'm handling. And see, that was like in the Sopranos. Doctor Melfi wanted Tony to do it, but ethically, she just couldn't. So she didn't do it. Oh God! But she told him. See, she gave him enough. So that he did it on, this is the thing. And this, this is a woman thing. She gave him enough without the whole answer to put him in that, that headspace to go do that. But she didn't give him enough that she has to take the blame for it. Right. right. The woman thing, causing it, but it's taking no responsibility. That's like when women get upset, they just take a grenade and throw it in your house. <laughs> and when it blows up, goes, what happened? But I didn't know you were going to be in that room. I just wanted to. <laughs> right, right. But dude, let me tell you. And this, it's such a, it's such a blurred line for me because again, I got to go back to that Sopranos episode. When you like the hero, when you like the man, when you like the macho, everything that we live vicariously through the character with. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would do. Knock his teeth out and break his fucking ribs. We'll shoot that motherfucker. I'm sitting there like, I hated the way David Chase ended that because I wanted to see Tony be Tony. But I get the creative <gasps> and leaving you in the dark wanting more. They get, I don't, I, I like when they give it to you. Fuck that. Give it to me. <laughs> give it to me. Told me to cut you off, man, but we have to take a break. It's nothing personal. It's just business. <laughs> uh, that was very, that was a, that was great. That's this has opened up the door. This makes it the great series. This is the beginning of it. Right. The biker gang. This is what the biker gang is. Where I'm saying there could have been more setup. There could have been more uh, issues. There could have been more to this because it, for the end, I don't even want to give away the end for, because a lot of people haven't seen this. But I'll just say it, for the biker scene, you you can do whatever you want. But I'm just saying I'm not for the biker scene. You know how it's going to end. And you it talking end, about the ending ending. Not the ending of the movie, the ending of the, the series. The, no, the ending of that that particular episode. Nine. No, this is uh, eight, isn't it? Oh, you're talking the about biker, eight. The biker gang one. No, but the biker gang ends in nine. Remember the big shootout. Is that at the very beginning? No, when he, when, when he kills them, when he puts yeah. them. It's nine? I thought that was eight. No. Or, okay. Yeah, that's the okay, end. That's the end. Well, oh yeah, you're right. I'm yeah, sorry. You're right. you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I thought there could have been another episode there. I thought that that biker scene should have had more. That's what shocked me. I didn't think that was going to happen so that they could. I thought that the, the war with the biker gang would go a little longer. Was, was going to be a long storyline. I had no idea that he was going to do that. 
I thought that it was going to be a longer storyline. I thought there was more to it. I thought there was more maybe with the ATF. The I thought maybe there right. was something in there. Uh, none of the character, that that character that, uh, this is the problem with it. I'm just going to have to say it. He he takes care of it the way that you expect a gangster to take care of the biker, the, the lead biker. But there was no, I, I didn't feel one way or the other about it because I didn't, uh, wasn't attached or detached or angry with that character. There wasn't enough time. To the biker. To the biker. I was going to ask you, what did you think about that character? Uh, you know, it was a good character. It was good in development character. That guy's a good actor. Uh, I don't have it open anymore. He's a great, he's a really good actor. And I thought that it could have really lent itself to some good right. uh, scenes. But mm-hmm. it just, it was very, uh, it, it was very uh, must-see TV, hour-long. You know, we got to get this. We got to get this to the next one. Right. I, I, that's the only thing I didn't like about this whole thing. But I love when they give you the reason why Sylvester Sloan was in jail in the first place. Well, which was, oh, right. When they did the flashback Back. to Brooklyn. Right. And so now you understand the whole disgust well, and, and why he doesn't like the son and why he doesn't like his his capo. Okay, but here's what was confusing to me. When 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 Sly once once he realizes he couldn't save the guy and he walks out and of course the cops are all there put your hands up the one cop that goes into the building you see him look up like he's gonna go upstairs and I thought he was gonna discover the dude that was handcuffed that Sly blew his head off but the fire kept the cop from going up so I'm going did he get in trouble for yeah because the body is handcuffed and it's shot and so they're still going to see they're going to be the bones are going to be there with the blown up skull and he's handcuffed so that's the uh that's where you end up going to prison for and you go not for the father you go for the son and the son's a dick and the son this is where they do the, the the next episode the son he has to go after him because they you think for sure you're going to figure out they had to know the, what the package was up to. The guy who comes to stay with them and the the other gangster that yeah. comes to stay with them, Tulsa. I believe he doesn't know, but you're right. telling me those two don't know. And right. I think they attack and they attack the husband. They're right. definitely the ones that have the husband attacked. So, I, de- I definitely think they're the ones that had the husband attacked. I'm not so sure that they really. I I, I don't get the gut feeling that they knew about the package. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I what well, they knew about the package. They just didn't right. know where the package was put. Right. Uh, <laughs> Wait, that, I got to ask. If his name's the package, I, 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 Benny I, I, has to know. I got to ask this question because we're, we're talking about the package. What, what was, oh, the dude from Godfather Harlem, what was his name? Big Dick Buster? Yeah, well, I don't remember. Is remember that remember yeah, the yeah, guy yeah, that yeah, he, yeah. he would come and, and fuck yeah, you if yeah, you yeah. didn't talk? Yeah. I wonder who got the bigger, the package or Big Dick Buster? <laughs> This, uh, there's probably a, a a club somewhere where all those guys just get together, mm, or the or the, uh, the, the the big balls brigade. <laughs> um, I want to go back. So, all right, when the old man, uh, the, the, he, and, and before the son killed him, his father was the boss. Yeah, and in that scene, just before he drowns him in the tub, and he says, "Because you said I'm not half the man." That uh, what's Sly's character's name in this? Um, fuck now, I can't even remember. Frank, Frank, was it? I don't say it's not Freddie. Gosh, I don't even have it on that. Hold on, coming back here, coming back, coming back quickly. His name is is it Terry? No, Dwight. Dwight. Is that Terry Dwight? It was one of the. Uh, you're not half the man that Dwight is, and basically what he the son is saying even before that, you always treat me like a child. 
You you don't make me feel like I'm like I'm smart. Like you belittle me like I'm an idiot. So clearly from childhood all the way to adulthood, these he's been harboring some resentment towards his father and some feelings towards his father. But it's clear he loves the dude because he's taking care of him. He puts him in bed at night, tucks him in. You know, he's and, and in that scene, he's washing his father's hair. But then as he's talking and he's letting all this resentment come out and even his father is going, I don't want to talk about this. Shut up with this stupid. He's talking to him like a kid. And then he goes, do you really think that Dwight is a better man than me? And, he, and the father doesn't even do what you would think a father would do in that moment and go, no, of course not. I love you. You're my son. He even shuts it down. Oh, shut up with that Dwight talk. I don't want to talk about that. And that seems to be the straw that breaks the camel's back. And then he, you know, Dumped Drown, drowns his pops. Dumped them. Um, do you think that was Hollywoodish, or, or, or did that feel like an authentic I moment he, based on the context? Well, you know, listen, I've never been in the, I've never been in a mafia gang, uh, but I, I think that there would be like there's there's certain people, like the kids are the kids, and you see them as your kid. Right, and if they're really good kids, you do you really want them in that business? But then, if they are in that business, you want them to be at the level, the highest level possible. I never wanted that for AJ. Yeah, but go ahead. But Dwight was at that level. He did his twenty five years. He didn't turn anybody in. Right. And they were talking about having him killed in prison. You know, that's right. one of the other things that he finds out. So they want to. You know, the the son isn't at that level as far as the business goes. But, but he would kid, inherit like, it, wouldn't he? He would become that leader, right. but. That's why Dwight. That's why they had to send Dwight out of out of state anyway, because he couldn't work. They knew they weren't going to be able to work together. He didn't have respect. He he didn't. Dwight didn't respect him. They're idiots, right? He knows that they're they're not idiots. Let me rephrase. It. They're hotheads. They're hot. They're, right. they're they're getting into trouble. They're going. They're doing things that they shouldn't be doing. Um. And and they're not learning. And uh, the the dad's older and weak, and he's trying to maintain the business. And there's a, definitely a difference between my number one guy that I would want to have with me in a war or next to me in this business and my son. Of course, you want your son to be with you, but there's a difference between the two. And I don't think he wants to discuss that with his son because his son is supposed to be the but, leader. But didn't you get the sense that the father, Dwight was almost more like a son to him than his own son. Well, in terms of the respect and the love, he was the son of the business, and the other one was the son of his fucking jizz. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> have you ever said that to your to your son when you ever got mad? Look, you're the son of my jizz. Don't ever get. <laughs> I did tell my other dad that when he didn't like my 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 real father right. when he didn't like some like how we handled some things that was a personal. But I was like, I'm the best swimmer you had. If you don't like me. Mm. That's just, it's your fault. Well, white people, when y'all get mad, y'all cut deep, nigga. That was his fault. <laughs> oh, God. That was, I was, uh, I was the winner of all the sperm he had. This was the best his sperm could do. You were the Michael Phelps of your dad's cop. That's it. And if, right. he, if he doesn't like this, it's on him. Right. He should have done, he should have made better fucking sperm. Mm. Um, I, but I think that's what it is. I, I think that you could have someone in your organization that you can right. believe in, that you know would die for you, that you could really like. And he proved it with twenty five years that you could trust. I don't think you could. Tr he could trust his son to do a twenty five year bid. Right. Um. Dude, that moment where the cops after the the, the lead biker 
says to the cops, get this motherfucker. Put Dwight in jail. And they pull over uh, Sly and Tyson. And Tyson goes, yeah, them the two motherfucking cops that arrested me the first time. And Sly goes, stay here, I got this. And he walks out and he's got his hand in his jacket and they tell him, take your hand on your fucking jacket. Like they think he's going to pull a gun, but he doesn't. And Sly just tells him, you know, uh, shut the fuck up. Get back in your car. I run this shit. And if y'all don't like it, I'm going to come visit you. And them motherfuckers quaking their boots, getting their shit and bounce. God, I hope one day I come back as a white guy just so I can know what it's like to talk to the cops like that. That's a gangster. That's not a, that's not a regular anybody guy. Do you know what kind of fuck, and not even to have a gun on you, do you know what kind of balls that's in that sack right there? Oh, my God. Those are made of, that's stainless steel balls right oh there. Oh, my God. Them, them Chinese balls that you, do, you <laughs> twirl around in your hand that Larry Fishburne did in Boys in the Hood. Um, I just went, holy shit. That must, what that must feel like. But he knows those guys are on the take. He knew that they were on the right. take. They were coming. He knew they weren't clean cops. Right. I, I think that must be something interesting though. When you work in this business, if you were to work in that business, if you were right. a, a real gangster, real, like that's your job though. It's not like, I know we use the word gangster a lot, but like, that's your job. It's not just you're a gangster. That's your work. Right. And you, you learn things like that's a cop that's on the take. That's not the cop. What can you get away with the cop that's on the take? I mean, can you get away with more or is he more right. dangerous because he don't give a fuck? I would think he's more dangerous. So that's that's the thing. But you know this from your business because you you work that business model. You know right. what it is. I think you would have to be in Sly's position and they know that for you to be able to pull that off. Right. Because fuck that. Um, them is just chances we don't take. Um, if you were a gangster. Yeah, well, we're, yeah. Let me come back as a gangster. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, you know what? You might be right because an American gangster, when Josh Brolin pulls over Denzel and Chitwell emoji for, and they got the heroin in the trunk, yeah, and he goes, uh, uh, "How would you like it? it? What the fuck did he say? How, oh, how would you like it if I took you and your brother and threw you in the fucking river?" He goes, "How would you like it if your house blows up next time?" Denzel just said to the motherfucker, and and the dude knew Denzel blew up his car, yeah. the one that he liked. And his response to, I'm going to throw you and your brother in the fucking river, is how about if I blow your fucking house up? Wow. So you're right. You got to be a gangster. You got to be a gangster. Um, that's Richie Coaster's the name of the uh, the biker gang guy. And uh, the other reason that I think that they have to have another scene, that the Dana Delaney character, Danny Delaney. The Dana, cunt? No, no, no. The, the, the one who owns the, the ranch. The horse. Okay, I'm thinking of the, the no, no, no. The, oh, I know, know. what you're Uh No, there's something there with this. Okay, let's 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 get back to this though. Let's get back to this ending. But Danny Delaney's too big of an actress to be in this she without in, something else. She was in Tombstone. Yeah, she was the love interest, right? Uh, that Kurt Russell left his sick wife for. She doesn't do this. I don't think she does the series unless there's something else to that character. That's that interest, that love interest there between those right. two is supposed to go somewhere. Right. But okay, now going to the. To the ATF officer. Well, before we get there, let me okay, let me ahead. let me. I only got a couple notes left before we get okay. there. Um, when the cop when when the, when the two cops who didn't arrest Sly call the guy back and lie and say, "Yeah, we went to his house. He wasn't home," and the, and the main biker goes, "Fuck you, you incompetent piece of shit. I'll do it myself." Now here he is, Sly, with the ATF officer, and the two bikers show up, and then they she saves him by going, "Watch out!" And then they both pull their guns. And they shoot at these bikers and she gets shot in the stomach. 
And once the, the help comes, the ambulance and shit, Sly is pissed. He, he's almost got the same anger that he had when he found out about the package and his daughter. And he goes, I'm going to go to war with them. I'm going to fuck it. And you see it. I went, this shit fit in the pot. And then that episode ends. And then two big uh, dick on the table moments. When Chicky comes to town uh, with, with the dude, his one dude is already there. But when Chicky comes to town, he brings his man with him. And they're out by the pool. And Sly shows up with his soldiers and basically he tells them, I made my mark out here. You sent me out here to earn, but guess what? I've made my mark. I planted my flag. So I'm not earning for you. I'm not working for you. I'm my own boss. Get the fuck out of my town. And then he tells dude, hey man, you got three seconds to decide if you want to work with me or you want to be with this motherfucker. And then he dude doesn't hesitate at all. He goes on Sly's side and then Sly tells his boys, now my guys are going to make sure you get the fuck out of town. Dude, I was so sold. Yeah, because he also shows them the, the Indians that he yes. has. Yes, yes. And, uh, and yeah, you know, the, the coolest part about that though, I recognized where that was filmed because that's not in Tulsa. That's in Phoenix? That's no, Jersey City. Really? Yeah, that's over by Journal Square. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I recognize, I, and, I, and then I was looking through some uh, posts uh, Dom's post uh, right. and uh, it says that it's in uh, Jersey and I was like ah that's I knew exactly what it, I would when I was watching I go man they have those kind of buildings in Tulsa too and then I saw it and I go nah that is right where I thought it was well you know it's funny when we were in Buffalo I was watching uh, what you call it was on FX uh, Winter Soldier you know the whole downtown shootout with Sam Jackson when the cops come and try to shoot him in his SUV that's Cleveland it's Cleveland. That's downtown Cleveland, dude. I'm like, as much as me and Andy going to Cleveland, dude, I recognized all that shit, but they're saying it's DC, but that's downtown Cleveland. Um, Did you yell just a bit outside? Just a bit outside of DC. Um, and of course, you know, the big speech, Rocky, Rocky, that's why I even say the big speech that Sly gives in the bar, the big rally, yeah. halftime football coach energy. Uh, it felt like a Rocky moment. I felt like I was, it reminded me of uh, Rocky Balboa. And that's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, that whole yeah. thing, I went, this feels too Rocky to me. Um, the bar shootout oh, with the Phil Collins music when against the bikers. And they, that one part, he's punching this motherfucker. And you just hear, I've been waiting for this moment for all my life. That, Fucking lyric fit that scene. Man, that's a great scene. Uh, what I like about that scene too is that they get shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, I, I'm tired of these, you know, when the they, hero never gets shot. Yeah, no one's ever getting shot. Everybody right. on the, all the good guys win. Right. No one gets shot. No, they got shot. They got fucked up. Uh, I, yeah, it, it, it's a good, it's a, it's a good fight scene. It's a good yes. shootout. Um, now here we go. This fucking cunt. This bitch, the ATF chick, Sly gives her a million dollars as 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 like compensation for her getting shot. Because she does say in when he visits her in the hospital that she's done. She's out. She's she, out. I don't have a chance that they're gonna fire me. I'm right. out. I'm on the street. I don't get to and he she's already talked to him before that this was her last chance. This Tulsa was where she was sent. So he already has an experience with the fact that she when she says she's out, she's done because she, this was her last chance. Right. So now she's in this situation. He gives her the million dollars. He gives her a million fucking dollars. And at the end, when she's getting reviewed by her superiors, 
and they go full reinstatement after a six-month probation under one condition. Because when she set him up at the end, I'm thinking, why did you have to do that? You already got your job back. But then I remember he said, under one condition. condition. So she had to do this to keep her job. But I'm going, bitch, he gave you a million dollars in Tulsa. You ain't in California. You ain't in New York. You're in Tulsa. You could retire. Being an FBA agent means that much to you? You gonna rat this man out for the million he just gave you? Man, I, I was through with that bitch. No, and then she said, and then she says to him, I'm sorry. She goes, I'm sorry when they pulled up, right? Yes. Okay. Here's my here's my theory. Not even with a look of remorse in her eye, like or a tear, like, I'm so sorry, but it was sorry. I think that she already has a plan that that something there's something already done. I don't think that she that I don't think that's the end of it. If they go on to another season. And that's how they ended season one, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. He's arrested. The daughter runs out, says this is happening again. And he goes, I'm sorry. You need to ask her. You need to ask her. She should have punched that bitch in the face. The bitch should have punched the bitch. I think that she has something set up that. Where she's, it's going to get him out. Yeah. See, and that to me feels like Hollywoodish. Like when you say you like for things not to, to come off. Yeah, but I mean, I'm watching it and I'm like, it can't, it can't go this way because it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. Not, not because it didn't feel good. It doesn't feel right. There's something sneaky that's, right. that the writers have in store for us. Right. Because I'm mm. still blown away by why he's in prison. That storyline right there, if we get the next season, that storyline and, and, and uh, the, the absolute no respect for the for the guys in charge now in New York is so obvious and the reason why and and deserved yeah that it's going to make a great season right so there's something else there okay folks unless this was their way that they can also end the series and he's just in prison and now that's why it's a limited I, that, series that, that would be crazy that would be this this screams continuation I'm just saying that's the only way I can come up with it that it would make sense five, five yos out of yos yo a uh, five yos yo. Yo, 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 The yo. first two take a little bit of time. And then you won't even feel like it's, it's slow, slow. But I'm telling you, Tulsa King. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. America. <laughs> God damn, boy. Uh, and you know what's wild? Like, when you, you know, if a, if a series was an hour and you're watching it on regular TV because of the commercials, it's an hour. I think when you watch Sopranos, it's clocked at like, no, I think that's a flower too. This is only 39 minutes. I thought it, cause it's plays on Paramount TV. They put right. commercials in it. I have the oh, one. Oh, do they? Yeah. I put, I watch it with commercials and can I tell you why I watch it with commercials? Right. This sounds completely retarded. I, cause it's, it's, it's not that much more money. I mean, I could have got, I didn't think I was going to keep Paramount. First of all, this is, this is a promotion for Paramount Plus right now. Hmm. I didn't think I was going to keep Paramount Plus, so I just bought it with the commercials. I was going to watch that one series, and I was going to be done with it. Right. I'm probably going to get it now without the commercials right? Uh, and pay the extra <laughs> because I actually like the, the series and the stuff that they keep putting on Paramount Plus right. is pretty good. So I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to keep it. And I, you know, if it's, it's, it's seven dollars or something like that, but I kind of like the commercials because when I'm at home, it gives me a chance to get up, Take go get break. the popcorn, right, go get something right. to drink. Right. Hey, you know, you just, that's how I used to watch TV at home. 
Right. And uh, this kind of just fits into that mode where I can go get something. You know, I have to take a quick piss. I can go take a piss, come back. Hasn't started yet. Sit down. Don't you know they got this thing called pause? Yeah, but I like that. I don't have, I, I like that they gave me the break. I don't know what it is. Oh. It's just the way that I used to watch it. And, I, and I'm right. comfortable with that. All right. And I know you can push pause, but I can't. When I'm watching it and it's good, I can't push right. that pause button. But see, when I'm watching it and it's good, I want it to keep going. I don't want I, no interruptions. I, I agree with you, but. I've gotten used to it being there and I right. can go do stuff now. So it doesn't bother me. Folks, it's called Tulsa King. God damn it. It is. Mm. And and just as I'm disappointed that that uh, bag of chips is done, I'm going to reach over and open this new bag called Godfather in Harlem. <laughs> and then when that's over, I'm going to reach over and open this new bag called Snowfall. Well, I'm going to go and reach over and go to the gym because when I see a 75-year-old that is in way better shape than I am, it really, it, I'd like seeing that he has a little bit of a gut, just a little bit right there. Yeah, but at 75, you can't, you uh, yeah, know. Yeah, because if he didn't have that, right. I would want to kill myself at this but, point. But again, old man muscles is not the look that you think it is. No, but I mean, he's in shape. I it, got it. When you get that big, when you're like the Arnold and you 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 become, right. you don't, you, you tend to look like balls. You start getting, it starts, yeah. the skin can't. Yeah. That's a different look, but you know, Bruce Willis, I mean, he got, he got, he was always going to look healthy, you know, and he wasn't going to have to be, you could just see it in Bruce Willis in the neck. Yeah. He's got that really skinny old man neck, but everything else looks pretty, you know. Yeah. He was still in shape. It looks good. I just don't, I I want to get, I, I want to be healthy. And I, I do, I, I said this to someone who thought it was funny. So I'll say this to you. I said, I'm tired of fucking my girl. Like, I'm a, like a bull rider. Like I only have to hang on for eight seconds and I, I qualify. I, <laughs> I want, I want to be able to go a little further in the distance right now. And, I, and I'm, I'm, oh, I'm out of shape, man. I'm, I definitely want to get back into feeling better about myself. So um, I love when Paul Mooney said, uh, Eartha kid. I mean, not, not, what, what, Lena Horn, goddamn Lena Horn is fucking beautiful. Lena Horn is, is in her seventies and looks 40 white people. You guys are good to about 30. After that, it's Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> said Nightmare on Elm Street. Want to give out some dates? And yeah. we got some new dates uh, just popping up. Uh, let's see. Uh, you're listening to this, guys. We're Well, we're in St. Louis right now. And uh, actually, you know, before I, I want to make sure that I, I, I say this because, and to you, is this St. Louis week has been really nice, actually. Yes, and I, when I say actually, I don't mean like I have any, like you go to clubs and you expect a certain kind of crowd. These crowds have been good all week long. Thursday was a little rocky. It was, but for you, it was good for me. Well, yeah. You, but you, because only because of that one dude who wanted three to keep, people, but, three that's, but he caused that to happen. Yeah. It was a, he, these hecklers that think that they're part of the fucking show. And the only reason the guy was doing it is because he loves you. This is where it gets Ugh. confusing. And and listen, I, I'm happy not to be known. I'm happy not to have that much love. That love sucks, dude. It can't. You know, you're in there, you're trying to do, and he's yelling things out. It was just ridiculous. But I was really, I was, I'm just happy to, to Helium out here in in uh, in St. Louis has been real nice this weekend. I wanted to thank the club uh, and the management and all the staff. They've done a great job. Um, let's see. So that's where we are right now. Next week, uh, this next week, I'm going to be in uh, CB Live in Phoenix, uh, um, opening for Harlan Williams. And uh, you're off. 
And then the, that week, I'm not following you out to uh, the January 27th to the 28th. You're going to be in uh, Toledo. Big Funny quick Bone. shout out to all the uh, podcast listeners that came out here A lot to St. Louis. Uh, appreciate y'all for that. The, the, the ladies? Yeah. The, was it one of them or two of them? Two of them. Well, one is definitely a listener. I think the other one is it has put the other the other one on our podcast. When Andy told me you guys were there and I came and shook your hand, I didn't know who was who. And I was going to say, hey, bitch badge holders, welcome. But uh, <laughs> I didn't know who was who. <laughs> uh, no, it's, and, and everybody came out that was so nice and was so excited about seeing us uh, because they listened to the podcast and they watched. I really appreciate it. And like I said before on this podcast, if you're listening to us and you're coming out and to see us in your city, please come through the line. Say hello. Get a picture, man. Uh, you don't have to get a picture with me. I know I'm not the, the star of the show. You can get one with Aries, but get it because we like to know that you're out there. We like to know who's listening. We like to see the people that are listening. It's, it's actually, uh, you know, this is this is basically radio. We send this out and we don't know what happens to it after it goes out. <laughs> um, so you're going to be in Toledo Funny Bone January 27th and 28th. And then we're doing uh, a theater February 4th, two shows at the Regent Theater in Arlington, Maine. Massachusetts. It's right there. It's it's just off of a uh, Boston area. So if you guys have a chance to come out, please check us out over at the, the Regent Theater in uh, Arlington, Maine. February uh, 10th through the 11th, we're going to be at the Virginia Funny Bone. Uh, and that's Virginia Beach uh, Funny Bone. Uh, February 17th through the 18th, we're going to be at the Funny Bone in Albany, Albany, New York, 17th through the 18th, uh, February. February 24th through the 25th, uh, we're going to be at the Improv in Denver, Colorado, which is going to be a fun week for, uh, I think we're going to have fun going out there. Yes, because uh, we might be getting with our boy Jay Moore, who uh, I've spoken to. He said he was going to do the podcast. We did his podcast once upon a time ago, uh, and I can't wait to have him on ours because we're going to have a moment like we did with Godfrey, where he and I uh, do some uh, impression tandems. The war, the war of impressions. Yes. And listen, if you guys are, uh, you guys have a chance, check out, if, if you haven't checked it out, if you haven't heard it, Jay Moore had a podcast. I don't know if he's still doing he the, more, more stories though. It's still up though. I think you get it. Yeah. Oh. And Aries and I are on one of those episodes. It was a fun episode. It's one of the, it's, it's a really good episode. More dates. Um, Chicago Improv, October 19th through the 22nd. Uh, Schomburg, right? Schomburg. Um, uh, uh, Summit Comedy Club in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Oh, that we never did that one. Yeah, that's one because it didn't open or something. Oh, okay, that's okay. December fifteenth through the seventeenth, um, Houston, Texas, at the Improv, July twentieth through the twenty third, um, Louisville, Kentucky, November seventeenth through the nineteenth. Would you be able to stomach maybe going to the Ali Museum again? Oh uh, yeah, I'd go to the Ali. Yeah. You know what I'd like to do though. Yeah, uh, Louisville's not that far from. Um, uh, isn't uh, what? Now I can't even remember. Give me clues. Give me clues. Give me clues. No, it's because it's a city. Uh, there's a city by there that we should go check out. Um, is it Memphis? Memphis, Tennessee. It's not Memphis. No, what's where? Where? What's the big country? Uh, Nashville. It's Nashville, but it's not country music anymore. It's all music, right? But Nashville's just down the road from there. Ask me if I want to go there. I already know what your answer is just from that. Hey, do you want to go to Nashville? Yeah, man. <laughs> Did you think it was going to be that? No, I didn't think it was oh, going to be you that. What did you think it was going to be? I thought it was going to be like you were going to do some country singer and make it not fun. No, I was going to just say, because yeah, we, Louisville. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. No, no, I got it. Um, uh, 
Bricktown Comedy Club, Oklahoma City. Love that club. December 21st through the 23rd. So those are some new dates that I was given. Um, yeah. If you guys ever want to check out the dates, you can go to AriesSpears.com. And his dates are always on. They should put my dates on your shit too, though. Um, yeah, but we're not always on the same, but I could note them. I could note All them right. if they didn't. All right. Um, this one song is coming to you from Farley Jackson. Uh, the, single, the single is called Crowd Surf Music. That's it. Anything else before we get out of here? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, enjoy. There's levels to this here, and on the top of the stack, popping this cat, unapologetically black, never been whack, clever and I'm handsome with that. Matter of fact, man, it's just a matter of fact. I'll take the breath from you like an asthma attack, then siphon it back to you, cause I got it like that. Facts. I'm nice with it, and I got a mean flow. My punchlines carry weight like a steamboat. Look, I ain't gotta read your playbook. I stay a couple steps ahead, you stay shook. Hey, look, my pedigree bred for this, and I don't freestyle. I get bread for this. I know what I'm doing. I told you. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. You say you want some new music. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. You say you gonna lose it. I know what I'm doing. I, I, yeah. I know what I'm doing. They say this joint is stupid. I know what I'm doing. Now rock into this crowd, music. There's levels to this. Like I said, mic check. Yeah, I write the verses and I write the checks. This y'all go hard like the Henny do. Rock, skate through the coast, making biggie moves. Man, I'ma tell it like it is. Walk that, talk that, get it how I live. Holy Ghost spit, all of my bars ferocious. Lord Jesus, he's the coldest. Lay hands on him, exercise demons out. Baptize rap guys, bring Jesus out. Slay the devil, put his melon to the Curve, pound the pavement and feed them to the birds. It's apparent that Jesus is who I serve. Any other conclusion to be absurd. All my life. Will- Thanks for listening to the Spears and Steinberg podcast. If you'd like to know who's responsible for this shit, well, it was hosted by Ari Spears and Andy Steinberg, produced by Steve Merrick and Anthony Holmes, executive producer, Big Papa, Robert Kelly, and Matt Kleinschmidt for the Laugh Button Podcast. For more information on where to find us on the internet, visit www.spearsbergpod.com. You don't like to do it face to face? No, I don't I don't like that way. I don't like to see the face. You mean it? Nope. <laughs> That's crazy. Look! You can get a doggy style, you can get Ling on your side. Those are your only choices. This is my house and I get to say. Got it?